If you're interested in understanding more deeply the nuances, how things aren't black and white. If you're interested in questions without answers. If you like figuring it out for yourself, then you've come to the right place. I'm Sean of Dr. Sean Explains, and I approach things differently because I'm methodical. I'm an engineer. I have some medical knowledge, as I'm a doctor, and hopefully I could put those things together to give us some insight into this delightful world we live in. Singapore has not changed its approach to tackling the coronavirus. That was the headline. What do they mean? Well, let me give you an update because I happen to be here in Singapore and I happen to know what's gone on these past few weeks. So you see, a few weeks ago I was deciding whether to stay in the U.S. or come here to Asia to join my wife. The situation in the U.S. wasn't great and it seemed like it was going to get worse. And the countries in Asia seem to be doing pretty well, namely Singapore, Taiwan, and South Korea. But I didn't know exactly, you know, how to get to these places, considering they sort of banned all foreigners. And so Singapore was the only place I could get to, and it seemed to be doing pretty well, so I came here and spent my first two weeks in quarantine. But anyways, let me tell you first a little bit about Singapore. Some people may not know Singapore. It's a tiny country in Southeast Asia, next to Malaysia, was part of Malaysia before. Lee Kuan Yew is the famous premier who passed away um, you know, some time ago. His son is now in charge, but he is basically the founding father of Singapore. He made it survive when everybody thought it would die. That's why Malaysia actually gave it its independence because they thought, oh, you're just gonna come crawling back to us. What are you gonna do? You have no natural resources. You don't have anything. And that's right, but they're called a lion of Asia and they have done pretty well. They're a financial center. They have some technology. They actually have manufacturing and oil industries as well. So here's the thing with Singapore. It's famous recently for crazy rich Asians. And so you know that, you know, most people here are Chinese, they're the majority, but there's a lot of Malay, because you know, it's Latin Malaysia from Malaysia, and there's a, quite a bit of Indians as well. Um, the ones who are Singaporean are usually more educated. Um, you also see other Indians, and they're probably the ones you see working in construction and things, but a lot of the Singaporean Indians are pretty well educated and have more white collar jobs, shall we say. So first, the government of Singapore, it's a concept called benevolent dictatorship. And you know, I didn't really understand this until, you know, recently, I would say. But the idea is, first of all, people trust the government. That much is certain. The government's sort of on your side, which is true in some European countries, I would say, namely the socialist countries like Sweden. But then the other thing is, I didn't get this before, is the government doesn't actually want to punish you. So I've had issues here before because they stopped me randomly for checks and this and that and actually I realized they could put you in jail and they don't really have to have a reason. They have a reputation for being very strict. There are shirts that have signs like it's a fine city and obviously meaning fine as in the fines you get for doing every single little thing. People emphasize how they don't allow chewing gum, this or that, you know, there's that boy who is cane for, you know, spray painting or vandalizing cars. But here's the thing I realized. They don't actually want to punish you. And here's the thing that many people probably don't realize being in the US. 
the police are some people that you should be afraid of because they could shoot you, literally, and they could do all sorts of things. And they could prosecute you legally, plant evidence, this or that. But in Asia, many times they talk to you, they reason with you. Even in China, if you look at it, in China, the police oftentimes don't sort of exert their power. They have the power, but they sort of, you know, they say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. And you're like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to do that again. And you sort of get off. So a few cases really made me realize this. It sort of hit me that the government actually is not punitive here. So first is the case I was reading about the news of a maid who killed her employer. Given that I'm here in Singapore, a lot of my news was local. So I was like, it was a horrendous case. I mean, this maid, she testified there is nothing wrong with her employer. She likes her employer, she treated her well, but she just had to get to Hong Kong and her employer had her passport. So she came up with a plan because in Hong Kong, her lover was there. And so she went and threatened her employer with a knife but she started screaming and she just started stabbing her and she ended up stabbing her more than 90 times and she ended up dying. The husband came to figure out what's going on later and you know he also got attacked uh, but he managed to overpower her and then you know asked bystanders to hold her down while he took care of his wife and you know she ended up dying. What's funny though is the prosecutors, the state in a sense, did not ask for the death sentence. They could but they didn't. Why? I mean, there'd be a lot of outrage about this in the US and even a lot of people who don't support the death sentence, they say, this is definitely one of those cases. And then the other thing that made me wonder about how strict Singapore really is, is the man who broke his quarantine. So when I got here, you were handed a 14 day stay home notice. So stay at home for 14 days or your hotel for me because I don't have a home here. And when they say stay there, they really mean stay there. Don't come out for anything. No food, get it delivered. Groceries, get it delivered. Nothing. And so, you know, my Singaporean friends, oh, they're quite strict. And yeah, I would say quite strict is a relative term. They sound like they're very strict. They say they could punish you. But what actually happens? So there's a man who came back from Indonesia and there's islands that are really close, just the ferry right away. And you know, he has given his 14 day stay home notice, comes back a few days later saying, hey, I'm gonna take the ferry. And like, whoa, no, 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 you're, you're not supposed to leave. He's like, ah, oh, no, I really wanna leave. So I guess he ended up leaving. And then he comes back and they give him another one. You're like, what's the point by now? Right? So uh, he goes home and he comes back again. They're like, hey, I'm gonna take the ferry. They're like, no, 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 no. And finally they take away his passport. But you know, in many places that have a quarantine, the West, shall we say, you wouldn't get so far. But Singapore, yeah, they're sort of relaxed. Is that the right way to put it? So I would say that there are new ones in a certain sense, right? See, when things are really bad, really dangerous, then they'll stop you. But if things are not so clear, I mean, do we actually know he had it? I mean, he's flouting the law, yes, but it's not like he tested positive and was going around everywhere, right? So you have to weigh it, right? And that's called nuance. And I find nuance a very difficult term in the world today. Because, you know, all social media is about sound bites. Twitter is very short. 
140 characters, I guess they lengthen it now. But the idea of nuance is sort of not in most governments, at least in the US. You want to come down strong, right? You want to just hit it hard. You don't want to be, be thought of as weak, as wishy-washy. No, 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 no. My mom was concerned, you know, when I said I was leaving. She's like, did you, th what, what time were you starting your quarantine, this or that, right? It's like, they don't keep track. I mean, 14 days is 14 days. She said, no, 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 here in Taiwan, when we say 14 days, we mean 24 hours times 14. And I said, that's really silly. Medically, there's really no reason to do that, right? Because it really doesn't make a difference. There's no study saying 14 days is the magic number. 13, 15, I don't know that we know there is a difference. We probably think now it should be more, but it's just too hard to do it more. We're talking about practicality here, right? And I think that the Singaporean government takes a different style. And if you think of an intelligent person, do you ever think of Sherlock Holmes? I watched Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows, and it's a modern day sort of reenactment of Sherlock Holmes and where he's an action hero. He fights and all this stuff, which definitely he wasn't an action figure back then when Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote about him. But the idea is it's, it's, not, it's not, you don't make a decision before everything happens, right? Sherlock goes through the scenes. Okay, I do this, Moriarty does this, and then I do that, and Moriarty does that. Oh, and the end is not good. Okay, so maybe I want to change this and see what happens, right? And sometimes, you know, he figures out, hey, I was wrong. Let me, let me correct the way I was doing this because I, I, I realized, yeah, I, I was wrong. There's new information. I need to incorporate this. But some places, you know, like, you know, most of the world, shall we say, it's basically you are all in or all out for this game called the coronavirus pandemic. So China was all in. That quarantine, we're strict. You're going to stay there. Period. Iran, nothing's going to go on, and obviously lots of people died. But the idea that Singapore is doing it nuanced, thinking about it, planning, means they can't act very quickly, actually. So they actually were very much behind the rest of Asia, at least Taiwan and Vietnam that I was looking at, in stopping incoming flights, for example. The week before, Taiwan and Vietnam had already stopped them, like a few days ago. Quarantine policies? Um, yeah, they quarantined some people, then quarantined some other people. Um, you know, Then they decided, oh, wow, we should probably quarantine people not in their home. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think some countries like Vietnam were already doing that. And then when they actually started instituting a quarantine policy in general, like this, you know, shelter in place in California is what they call it, they sort of started sort of late, April 7th. And the reason I know that is because I got out of quarantine April 6th, so I actually walked around. And it was funny because life was very, very normal, as in Burger King was packed. Because, you know, a lot of people apparently like eating Burger King. So they actually like burgers here, just to let you know they're not very good here. But um, yeah, Burger King was packed in a little sort of seating because Singapore is small, so their dining area is small. There's lots of people there. There's people waiting in line next to each other. Then, you know, people flouted the policies and the government said, oh, no, 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 see, we started giving you stern warnings, but we're, we really mean this. So, you know, starting from tomorrow, we're just going to start finding you. 
A stern warning? What is that? You mean it's like a warning for speeding in America? Oh yeah, we basically say we just got off. Doesn't mean much. Doesn't actually make us scared. And then it wasn't until a week later that they made it mandatory to wear a mask. But they also noted that if you're jogging or running, it's okay to take off your mask while doing that. Just put it on afterwards, which makes a lot of sense, right? And I would say that, you know, children underneath the age of two don't have to wear a mask, which also makes a lot of sense. I don't really know how they could tolerate a mask. In fact, they do a lot of things that make a lot of sense. It's just that their outcomes, these numbers that keep on creeping up, a few hundred more every day, mostly the foreign workers. What do I say to that? Well, I don't know because it all depends on what kind of game this is. Is this a short game or a long game? Is it a sprint or a marathon? My cousin told me a month or so back that he worries about Taiwan. He's actually Taiwanese, but he's in Japan right now, living and working there. He says he worries that Taiwan exhausted all their resources, spent all their capital, social capital as well. And it's gonna be a long game. It's gonna be a marathon and they just thought it was a sprint. I think now and now we're sort of realizing as well that I think this is a marathon. This is gonna be months. And if that's the case, maybe we need to worry about what we call behavior change. And I think that's what Singapore's seeker up in is. So first of all, the government is very transparent. They tell you stuff, not like how the US, China, their governments lie to us, right? They tell people what's going on. They explain stuff. They don't just say, oh, you're fine, as Trump does so often. They say, oh, so this is what we're doing. And this is why we'll think it'll be fine. For example, when they're worried about food shortage, right? Um, so initially they're worried in February and then later, because Singapore imports a lot of their food. And then later, you know, when Malaysia is closing their borders in March, there was another concern and another run on food. And the minister says, the government has been working actively with firms to increase Singapore's stock of food and essential supplies over the last two months. This means that we are not in danger of running out of food or other supplies brought in by our retailers. And he adds that, you know, they have some local production capabilities and they can ramp up production quickly if needed and they diversify their sources. Wow, can you imagine somebody in the US saying that? a government official saying what they're actually doing as part of the reassurance. I see why the, the people trust their government. And it also makes a difference because, you know, hand sanitizer and masks are in plentiful supply here. The second thing is the government's also very good at changing behavior. If ever you could think of a problem that almost nobody in the world, no country, no government has solved, I would say that's of uh, different races mixing, different religions mixing. People will say it's pretty good in China. Well, China is mostly Han Chinese. And if you just isolate the Muslims in Xinjiang, uh, and isolate the Tibetans in Tibet, uh, I guess it's okay, right? But in Singapore, it seems like people sort of actually get along together. You see children, you know, darker skin, lighter skin, playing together, right? Chinese, Indian, they're best friends. They go to school together. Huh, 
no big deal, right? I actually find it funny because I could tell when people are Singaporean even without hearing them talk. Because if I'm in a country and I see a group of people that includes Chinese and Indians, they have to be Singaporean. Where else in the world do you see those two mix? And they actually have many different sort of ways of doing this. See, they have read these books on sort of how to change behavior. They've actually implemented this. So it's called soft power and you know, we're realizing more and more how important it is in the world today. But if you look at Singapore, you know, they use a lot of psychology in their advertisements. So on the subway, you have characters, cartoon characters like Stand Up Stacy. She gives up her seat for people. Back Down Benny puts on his backpack so he doesn't bump into people and provides more room on a crowded train. They're using these characters to teach manners. They're also showcasing workers who maintain a train. I commented on my friend, oh, this is really cool. And she says, yeah, recently we've been having a lot of issues. The train's breaking down. Some people were stuck on a train for an hour. So obviously the people riding the train are very unhappy. But if you show them the people working behind the scenes that these are real people they're grumbling about, they actually may be able to tolerate it better. And I think that's a thing with behavior change, just like a diet. We all know diets don't work. Well, they work for you know a few days a month, but after that, they don't work. And that's because they're not sustainable. So Singapore, the government announced, will not change your strategy to approaching the coronavirus. The numbers keep going up. Should they just freak out and say, oh, I don't care about using my brain anymore. Let's just do it. Let's just lock everything down. I think the answer is no. And I'm glad the government keeps people informed, keeps people up to date and says, you know, we're still okay because I think they will be okay. It's a different strategy like we've seen. Maybe we do need a different strategy for these things because guess what? China's seeing a second wave of cases, a lot imported, but a lot also because people are just sort of going back to life like normal, right? And they're just transmitting the virus because it's still there. But that's a Singaporean way. You may say what you want for it being a small country, not implementable in a big country like the US with a population, you know, 50 times more. But I think there's something to be said about a gentler style. Because as the government keeps on saying, hey, this is for your benefit, not just for us. We're trying to help you. And I think some people in the US don't seem to get that. We're all in this together. And we're all helping each other. And you're actually helping yourself. And in the US, you hear the cases of the people who said, oh, we're not gonna get it. I mean, Boris Johnson's the most famous and he kept sh shaking hands and he got it. So yeah, we're trying to protect you from yourself. And if you trust us, we'll guide you on this path. That's what Singapore is saying, and I think they've had a good start on that journey.